and welcome to episode 15 of this podcast, Stop Juggling, Start Living, a podcast for parent carers with me, Rachel Friedley. Now, as you can possibly hear, or not, as the case might be, I'm not in the fells. It's Wednesday, so it's my day off, so I'm at home, at home, and I thought I'd better record this podcast as it's due to go out today. <laughs> Nothing like lastminute.com. Um... So last week we talked about the stress bucket, which before you go, what the hell? Just listen to it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And why dog training is very similar to working with our teen daughters or working with our children. And when you say working with, that's what I'm on about. It's about working in partnership with your teen daughter. It's not about telling them what to do and when to do. It's about helping them to understand and work with them so you come to a common ground that you're both comfortable with. So, stress buckets. Back down that route again. (laughs) And stress buckets are all about being aware of how full your bucket is, your daughter's bucket is, and seeing how you can work on this together. So as I said, it. I obviously do the dog training with my dog and there are certain things that set her off namely sheep don't comment she's a border collie um, quad bikes not greatest when you learn other fowls um, either of those two motorbikes other dogs barking at her change of routine um, not knowing what's going on feeling a bit nervous about anticipation, nervous anxiety, anticipatory anxiety, I think it's a big posh word for it, I can't really pronounce it, things not quite going right, the confidence dropping, can you see a link here anywhere? I can see huge links coming up. So my teen daughter turns 17 tomorrow, Um, but I know she feels a lot of these. So that something you're looking forward to. So for example, it's an activity out with explorers. She's going to go climbing. She's really, really excited. But of course that happens the next morning. The day before, or the evening before, she's panicking about what to wear, who's going to be there. Is she going to have enough energy? Because of course she's got chronic fatigue. Is she going to be able to sleep properly? So then she's got the energy to do it. And all these things go round and round and round. So all these things are plonked straight in that bucket. Now, if her bucket was empty to start off with, it would be okay because it'd only be half filled. But most of us are walking around with a bucket that is half full to start off with. So if you add all that crap into your bucket, it's overfilling, overfilling, overfilling already, overflowing. And that's when the outbursts come. That's when the, oh, I can't deal with this. That's when the panic, that's when the fear, that's when the meltdown comes from, or the imploding, where your teen daughter then locks herself in a her room and doesn't come out, or puts her earbuds in and is focusing on social media, on her phone, listening to music, contacting people online, and you can't access them because they've gone into that heightened arousal state and they've gone into panic. And I'm here today to help you manage not only your stress bucket but their stress bucket as well because as I said last week whatever is going on for you in your world is mirrored in their world 
So if you're stressed at the hilt with, I'm guessing schools have gone back, college went back yesterday, so I'm presuming schools have gone back. So again, you've got that routine building in that routine where you've had possibly nothing during the school holiday. And then suddenly you've got to get them up and ready and dressed for school, or they've got to get themselves up and ready for and dressed. But even though they are teen daughters, you've still got to do the, come on, are you up yet? Come on, have your breakfast before you go out. Have you got your lunch? Have you got this? Have you got that? So although you're not physically doing it, you're still trying to, it's like a, a rocket up the ass is one, or a shovel underneath their ass so that they can move. So it's all these other ways. So yeah, the, the actual physical doing it for them has stopped, but the mental energy, the emotional energy connected to it hasn't, and that's still going. So if you're stressing, they're gonna be stressing. So it's about keeping you as calm as is possible. So how can we create calmness in the home? This is the billion dollar question, isn't it really? So it's about having safe spaces. That's number one. So simple, safe space in your home. So for me, in your home, so there's one in your home, there's one out and about, and there's one in your work environment in my home is I wasn't say my bedroom but actually I think my safe space actually might be the back bedroom so there's spare zone my daughter's is her bed out and about for me that's walking getting out in nature chilling relaxing walking obviously I already said that in my workspace obviously that is still within my home because I'm self-employed but my workspace can be here, there, and everywhere. So if I'm down in Kendall, my workspace is then gonna be in the hostel. And that normally is the dining room because it's quiet. When it gets busy, it will possibly be our room. But here at home, it's the back bedroom again, or down in my massage zone, which is underneath lofters for anyone who's local, who's anyone who's Corbett-based or Cumbria-based. It's Lofters in Colbeck is where I work. So that's my safe space. And we all have those safe spaces. So make sure you know where your safe space is when you're out and about, safe spaces when you're in your home and when you're at work. And then that is your place to going, to connect with yourself, to calming yourself down, to being aware of what's going on for you. So then we go on to that's your safe space. Then what activities help you to stay calm? So when you're going into <gasps> mode, best way to put it, panic, fear, I can't do this, it's not available to me. What can you do to reverse that so then you're in the calmness zone? So then you're in the, the recharging zone. So think of it like a battery. So you know we've all got batteries charging um, I've got my hands in front of my face and I'm trying to describe what it is. On our phone, we have that little symbol. That's the word I wanted, symbol at the top of the screen that says how much battery we've got. We're exactly the same. So if we've got a low battery, our stress bucket is full. If we've got a high battery, our stress bucket is empty. So it's a way, from go, it's a way to go from opposite to opposite. 
So as I just said, we go from stress bucket is full, so battery is empty. How can we swap that over so then we then are recharging our battery and reef and emptying our stress bucket? So activities like reading, meditating, yoga, walking can come in there. Physical activities, as long as they're not too physical, so they're not taking up too much energy because then you'll be back to square one. So gentle exercise. Things like baking, if you like baking, cooking, if you like cooking. I've got a friend who loves cleaning when she's stressed, but there's cleaning and there's just general tidying. General tidying is what I'm talking about here to swap from high panic to that low calming recharging. Other activities, so have a think about that. Have a think about what activities you want to do when you are stressing. Oh my God, I'm on nine minutes again. And then I was just about to say a third one, just to give you three simple ideas every week for you to carry on with this. So then you've got that one. And then you've got the other extreme. So this is gonna sound a bit weird. So when you're bored, frustrated, fed up, feeling, oh my God, is this it? I can't do this anymore. That is also a stress bucket fuller, filler, put it again, overflower, because it's taken up all of your mental energy. It might not be taken up your physical energy, but it's taken up your mental energy. And again, you need to swap it. So then you need to go from that one, which is actually a low um, battery, still a low battery, but you need to swap it so then you become more animated. So doing things like, this is where the excitement going out for a walk, learning something new, listening to something new, getting out there in nature, getting that adrenaline and getting that kind of like, excuse me, what's my time? <laughs> getting that excitement about being out in nature, going for a new walk, going exploring, trying something new. You can see there's a bit of a theme going on here and the theme is new. So have a think of those for the next week and see how you go. But yeah, that's it from me for now because I try to make my podcast about 10 minutes and this is shifting on to 11. But yeah, try them. See how you go with them. If it helps, write it down because that's how it works for me. Get it out of your head and write it down on paper. So that's week two of your stress bucket. So it looks like I'm going to have to do week three. So I'm going to love you and leave you and hope you have a wonderful week and I will speak to you soon. You take care. Bye-bye.